Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Out My Mouth and Into Your Ear, where you are with Garrick and Michelle on this beautiful, pristine beach that we decided to do this episode from. And of course, we're in a pandemic, so have on our mask. Definitely still protect yourself out here. Practicing social distance, of course. Yes. Because we cannot trust everything that has been said to us out in the media. So when you're going out and about, no matter where you're going, just make sure that you protect yourself. And also, it's a free world that we live in. So you don't want to just be cooped up. But if you choose to do so, that's fine. But if you choose not to do so and be free, just make sure you protect yourself out right? right? Yeah, absolutely. Because right. it is doable, but you just definitely want to make sure that you're staying protected, wearing your mask, and creating social distance. So, so what are we talking about today, sweetheart? So today I'd like to touch on two topics. The first one being colorism, and the second being relationship issues, right? Yeah. So the hot topic, of course, in the media is about uh, Will and Jada and their relationship. So definitely, I think we should come talk, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So with colorism. So colorism is a, is a sticky subject, but it's one that needs to be dealt with. And I like to talk on my experiences with colorism, right? So, I think it's the dumbest thing in the world, right? Because if we truly evaluate that issue, we all come from a family where, speaking of me in particular, my family go from the rainbow, from light skin all the way to dark skin. And I love each one of my family members. That's why, to me, color is it's the craziest thing in the world. So we need to deal with that issue. Yeah, so for me, um, you know, I'm sure much like you, um, in, in, the, in the personal setting of our comfort of our own homes, I as well have people all the way from fair skin all the way down to deep, dark right. <laughs> brown skin. So I, that was never an issue. It was no, nothing spoken about outwardly, nor did we treat anyone in the family different. Here. However, outwardly, I will say, you know, being in corporate America, you know, and, and those type of experiences, you know, just trying to get a job and, and just a mingle, mingling with different friends, right. that created a different right. um, outlook on what colorism and, and how it impacts, you yeah. know, so, us in society, you know, because right. the media is a, plays a huge part in it, correct? Mm -hmm. So... So my thing was, and in, in, I grew up in Summerhill, Georgia, which is predominantly black, right? So I didn't really experience any racism until I got to high school. And even then, it was still so. But I didn't experience true racism until it was time to earn a living. And that's when it was just so in your face. It's all about... We're not really giving you the opportunities at this level of a job, whether you have a college degree or not. You can have that college degree and still try to enter in corporate America just because of your 
the color of your skin, the challenges were always Absolutely. great. So, but I want to go back to middle school. So when I was in middle school, it was all these beautiful girls. This is when I was coming into myself as a young boy. And I saw all these pretty black girls that I went to school with, from light skin all the way to dark skin. And just in my eyes, this was like the most beautifulest thing ever. I thought I was in heaven with all the candies of chocolate, whether it's caramel to the dark, it was just beautiful. That was my experience. So when you fast forward to this day and time, you hear basketball players talking about a dark-skinned woman and you want to be with It's like, what? I don't understand that. That to me is like crazy. Yeah, I know going through school, you know, everybody had their preferences, we're saying, what they, you know, was attracted to guys, you know, I did have a thing for lighter skin people, but it wasn't that I completely disliked brown skin, it's just that that was who I was attracted to, and that's who was attracted to me. You know, as I've gotten a little bit older, I think that, you know, comes really, really minute in the grand scheme of things, you know? But you know, you're, you're young and just looking at things outwardly and not, you know, as the whole. Well, so. that was not my issue. If you <laughs> it was were dark skinned and fine and caught my attention, your intellect, yeah. your intelligence, and you was chocolate old, yeah. you had my attention. If you was light skinned with the same appealing attributes, yeah. you had my attention. So it, that skin color for me, it I didn't. It's, it just blows my mind now of the conversations that people are having about light and dark. Yeah. To me, for me, it's the craziest thing in the world. Because what are we looking for in people? We're looking for a good personality, mm -hmm. a loving kind of spirit, warm and approachable, light-hearted, understand that nothing in life is perfect. You know what I'm saying? That's Those are the things that will attract me to you. Now all that, that hate and bitterness and mad at the world, it don't matter what color you are. Those are things that'll keep me away from wanting to be around. So, 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 talking about colorism, what I mean, the found, foundation of it, like, of course, it started in slavery, and they talked about a little bit of, you know, how, you know, slave owners, you know, impregnated or women, right? right? Yeah. And, and then those children then were allowed in the home and then that was like the onset of the entire process. Of that the was the true beginning of the divide and conquer. Uh -huh. So we can divide and, and separate and manipulate the mind through this, what we created to be some type of privilege because the skin is white, right? And now with having this wisdom and knowledge about that type of situation, all right, we should overcome that and understand that it's all a hoax, the President Trump's favorite word, hoax. But this is truly is something that is silly. People are people, we bleed and eat, we work. All striving for the same All striving for the same things. So why is color issue? should never be an issue. 
I love, I love mankind. You, you've got a beautiful heart, beautiful spirit. You're not evil, vindictive, plotting to hurt, cause pain and disruption in other people's life. If you have those attributes, you won't no part of it. But if you're a beautiful, loving, kind person, no matter who you are. What your skin tone is. Your skin tone. You're good to me, I'm good to you.
And see, I want to, I'm gonna make, I want to make something funny here, cause when I hear that I wanted to feel good, I think about that episode or that movie with Holly Berry, and she was had that intimate sex scene, yeah. and she said, "Make me feel good." You see what I'm saying? So there was some type of void that was missing, right? Within that relationship where she wanted to feel good. Right? And, and in that, what I've learned is that to make somebody else feel good, you have to deal with your ego on this side. But it's, it's a two-fold type of process yeah, here, right? Yeah. Because that, that puts an extra burden on, that person, right? on this person mm -hmm. to have to make you feel good. So, in order for a relationship to work, it's got to be two whole people. It can't be one person dealing with an issue, right. and the other person has to complete that issue. Yeah, and that's why it's important that we talk about this a lot, where when you come Excuse into me, it's a kind relationship, of warm out here for me. <laughs> beautiful weather, um, but I think it's important that when people show up and commit, decide to commit themselves to marriages, right. that they show up whole. Right. And often show up whole. Yes, show up whole. Absolutely. Because people don't realize that they're, you know, they have imperfections within themselves and they're bringing all that into the marriage. Right. Putting all this burden on someone else to fix them, you know. Right. And, and, and that's the, yeah, it's very if you coming If you coming in with baggage mm -hmm. from your past, you got a lot of issues going on. So you coming in with baggage from your past, say you've been molested as a child, you yeah. just there's so many things that we could talk about that could bring that baggage. But what's important in, in a situation like that is that you communicate those issues from your past, right? So this other person, first of all, can have awareness of those hurts and pains. To work through compassion and understanding yeah. to work through. But ultimately is it takes a whole person to come together with a whole person to make the relationship complete that can stand the test of time. Because we so easily to give up when the, when problems arise. Call it the microwave effect. The well, microwave effect. As <laughs> long as you're feeling good, it's all good. Right. As soon as you do something a I don't like, oh, it's all over. It's I'm doing it all in. It's done, you know. And, and it can't be that way. Because if you say you love somebody, love should never trigger a negative reaction. Yeah. Love should trigger some compassion, some remorse, and some reflection. Yeah. Right? So big ups to the Smiths for working out their situation. And what I also like to add is keep people out your business. Everybody got an opinion. Everybody think they know what the answer is. And then and half the people that's given their opinion don't even have a relationship themselves. Right. So right. it's important, it's critical that you kind of tune everyone else out and then the two that are in the the, the relationship come right. together right. and have a discussion. Right. Because at, at the end of the day, don't nobody care. Yeah. Don't nobody care yeah. what's going on in your house. If you're in a polyamory relationship, if you're gay, you 
monogamy at the end yeah. monogamy at the end of the day when we when we go into our private space and turn the lights off guess what don't nobody care about what's going on in your house so do what you do keep people out your business and work it out and i'd like to say this it was a couple out there a hollywood celebrity couple out there that i love and that was Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown. Oh, okay. Love them. I think they had the beautiful, the most beautiful relationship in the ugly and the good. And then you have all these people that was their family members, her family members as well as some of the people in his family get members. To give <laughs> they, 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 yeah. You bad for him, she bad. No, they was bad and good for each other. They both brought the same elements to the relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was on them to clear those elements of their relationship up. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And when and this is what sad me about their relationship is that when they broke up, who suffered? Whitney Houston. She was down and depressed, listened to her family. And guess what? They weren't the ones dealing with her depression. Yeah. And I'm sure it was some people on the outside of that relationship who suffered because you're, you're creating additional relationships when you form a relationship with someone. So it's important that, you know, you just be considerate of the home. You know, some people make, you know, molehills into mountains. And instead of trying to just sit down and have a conversation and trying to find ways to push forward together. Because whether you realize it or not, you'll have, you're, you're going to run into situations no matter who you are with. You know, so that's important that people understand that. They think that they're going to walk away from this and they're going to find this perfect relationship. In fact, it's going to be the same issue. You're not going to leave this one and go over here and think that it's magically fixed. No, it's not going to be magically yeah. So, and my thing is, I feel that Whitney Houston would still be alive today had her and Robert Brown went to their quiet space, worked that out, and they would be they would be fine to this day. And look at what has happened. A very tragic, two tragedies happened out of that divorce. And then Bobby Brown, guess what? He's moved on to another family, staying out of the limelight, yeah. dealing with this family. And guess what happened? He produced more life, more love. Yeah. Moved on. Life continues. So keep people out your business and make your relationship work. If both of y'all are willing to make it work, make it work. Absolutely. And with that being said, we want to thank everyone for tuning in, out my mouth, into your ear. Yes, yes. Where we talk about love, love politics, politics, and, and all, all that, that other stuff. All stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Burn it up. <laughs> YouTube is to come. Yep, hit the like button, share, and inbox us for your custom apparel. Until next time, peace and love. Peace and love. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Oh.